0: Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with Christine Riley, who is currently the photo director for the WWE. In this interview, I speak to Christine about how she got into photography, some of her early experiences working as a photo editor at magazines such as FHM, and I also speak to her about some of her personal creative projects that she works on outside of all the work that she does for the WWE. Christine is someone who has a true passion for photography and the arts, so it's a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with her about all her work and experience in the photography world. I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, Christine Riley, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to do this.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to talk to you about all the stuff we do with wrestling and photography. I grew up uh, loving the wrestling stuff. I used to get the magazine when it was WWF. Wow. I I was the ultimate warrior for Halloween like three years in a row. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. I was excited. Um, But I guess just to kind of start off, I was just kind of curious, like, where you grew up and like what are kind of some of your earliest memories of photography?
1: So I grew up in northeast Pennsylvania in the middle of a really rural town. We had one light. Um, it was great growing up there because there was not a lot to do. So I had my own creativity that I needed to do to entertain myself. I grew up um making a lot of stop motion animations with my parents video camera wow i took their camera and played with it a little bit but um i mostly was into collage i made a lot of like zines when i was a kid and i made a lot of the animations so i was just always sewing doing creative stuff growing up wow and then when it came time to go to college I honestly don't know how I even chose what I wanted to do. I don't know how I got there, (laughs) but I ended up going to Kutztown University, and I pursued a major in art education. Okay. Because I figured I liked art growing up. The natural progression for having a job would be an art teacher. Yeah, definitely. And that lasted about one year, and I had my first photo class. Okay. And I realized I don't want to do this art education part, you know, taking me actual education classes kind of turned me away from the craft of the art of it okay so i was real into my photography class and had a really hard professor
0: okay that's good
1: so that is what drove me into photography so i changed my major to fine art photography okay and uh pursue that from there and
0: damn that's pretty wild yeah because like when you're going to school for like the art education thing you kind of just thought you're going to be like like a high school art teacher yeah. kind of that's exciting
1: yeah it's always a
0: tough decision like they are like going to college it's like you're 18 years old and they're like you got to make a decision what you want to do the rest of your life and <laughs> you don't even know what you like i yet. Know. it's it's tough
1: yeah and i just knew i loved <laughs> being in my art class yeah because that's where i got to be creative and more than Just art, you know. Mm. I hid in the back storage room with all my friends between classes, (laughs) you know, making music and making your own art. So like for me, that was what I enjoyed. And I thought if I could have a job doing this and being that person to someone else, that would be amazing.
0: That's exciting. And when you kind of started getting into photography, what kind of stuff were you photographing for yourself or were you kind of interested in?
1: I was definitely a black and white shooter from the beginning. Okay. Very Conceptual, strong imagery is what I liked. I photograph people sometimes, but a lot of still life as well. And just setting up sort of abstract still life is what I was into. Mm. And um, my professor, Paul Lanes, was really, really tough. And he liked my first project I did, which was we had to go shoot close-ups of anything in, in town. Just go shoot around the school, shoot close-ups. Okay. And he ripped everyone apart. You know, he was hard as hell and um, he liked my work. Yeah. And I realized then like this competition of he likes my work and doesn't like anybody else's like, I want this to keep going. Uh, yeah. I never <laughs> want him to not like something I do. I really respect him. He's amazing. Yeah. And he was really talented he changed my path in life like he absolutely changed my path yeah you know everyone called me chrissy in high school and college and he's like don't let people call you chrissy no one will ever take you seriously <laughs> really? and i was like okay sure like this man sees me as this person i can be and i'm i'm gonna take that path and i did yeah you know chrissy tegan kind of broke that but okay, it's okay, okay. <laughs> she can be the chrissy oh. but um uh, but yeah i photographed mostly black and white i had one color class I did um, a lot of large format printing. We did large mural prints. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fun.
0: That's pretty exciting were there like any kind of photographers you kind of were looking up to when you were kind of starting out back then, like people that you kind of enjoyed their work and Yeah, things?
1: I was into, you know, Helmut Newton. I was into Man Ray. Oh. You know, Robert Mapplethorpe. Like those are the photographers I learned about in my fine art classes. Yeah. But then I took, like, performance art classes and art history classes, and I got into, like, Barbara Kruger, and I definitely was into Cindy Sherman, especially when I got into color. Like, that's my influence is not necessarily always photography, but just strong visuals.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah. like, Man Ray's a great guy because he does those, uh, what are they called? They're almost like, uh, they're like photos, but I, forget, I remember in college, they are like almost like, they, I don't know, not Xerox, but like... Uh, yeah, they almost
1: like x-rays. Like yeah, like, yeah, x-rays. Be, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, those things. And yeah, those things are amazing because it's like you're using photography, but like in a unique way, it's always just kind of interesting when people yeah. kind of, you can do a lot with it. Um, but I guess like... Do you feel like going to photography school? Or are you happy you went through that process and like you're glad you kind of did that?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that helped put me on a good path in life mm-hmm. because I found something that I was good at. Yeah. And people around me told me I was good at it and yeah. that's what I needed. Yeah. Like if I didn't have that, yeah, I don't know what I would have done. And Fine art photography is not necessarily the best photography to study because literally my first job out of college was digital photo shoot. Okay. But, um it was just important for my growth it gave me four years to figure out my life yeah and see what i wanted to do
0: yeah that's like the best thing about college and you don't even realize realize it until like you're like 10 years out you're like you'll never have that much time in your life to never. Like, spend, never. <laughs> like never like never i almost look like i i, I used the resources as much as i could but even i look now i'm like damn i could have done more or something yeah like, <laughs>
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> um but, like, when you're going through, like, fine art program, did you kind of have, like, a goal in mind for what you wanted to do then? I, I mean, I know you do, like, photo editing and stuff then, but did you think you are going to be, like, a gallery person? Or, like, what do you, you think back then?
1: You know what? I honestly didn't really think about it. Okay. It wasn't geared towards you're going to do this, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have a career, and you should pick what you want to do. Yep. I had my first business of art class, and that's one that first got me thinking, like, what can I do? do with this besides be a finer photographer no one's going to pay for these pictures I've been in gallery shows and you know that's not a career and that really got me thinking Mm -hmm. you know what should I do yeah yeah so I took some time off after school to just kind of explore life and that's when I figured out what I wanted to do
0: okay like oh you took some time to like traveling and stuff yeah
1: so I went backpacking around Europe for a few months with some friends from college damn yeah and where, that was a good experience
0: where do you guys go
1: we traveled around Europe okay so literally that was the first time I was ever on a plane in my life Wow I left home <laughs> and I left as far as I can go <laughs> and uh, yeah we backpacked for a few months and ended up in Warsaw Poland and got uh, internship there at an ad agency Wow And it didn't that was just only like two short months and then i got a job at a magazine there
0: oh that's interesting and
1: that's where i learned i didn't want to be a photographer
0: okay why is that
1: because i was doing their first cover shoot they ever did Mm -hmm. because they were a magazine from scandinavia that just came to eastern europe and so <clears throat> they wanted to start shooting their own covers. And I was like, they wanted me to do it because okay. I'm the young girl that just got there who's eager to do anything. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do it, that's great. Yeah. So I got to help produce and direct it and shoot it. And as I'm shooting, it, I'm realizing I'd rather be worrying about the big picture. Like I like the big picture. I like the production, the direction, the crafting of what you show in the end. Yeah. Being the person taking the pictures, was not something I really wanted to do after I did that a couple times.
0: Okay, because it's like, because uh, like someone else is kind of steering the ship, kind of? like.
1: It's not so much that. Is I feel like when I'm just looking through the camera, mm-hmm. I just have one view of what's going on. Okay. And when I'm on the other side, i can see all the little things that might make that photo better yeah you know and i like coming up with the creative and executing the creative so that's when i realized i really kind of want to do the production and direction a bit more
0: yeah that's exciting you kind of get to steer the ship and like you said you can kind of take a step back and kind of look at everyone's role and kind of put the pieces together that's pretty exciting how long did you end up staying in poland and working at the magazine for i was
1: there for two years okay yeah
0: what kind of stuff was the magazine covering
1: it was um it was kind of like a timeout where it covered a lot of events going on in the city but it had features within it okay so i would shoot sometimes the cover and the features but i also had to go shoot bars and restaurants (laughs) and clubs so it really helped me explore the city and get way out of my comfort zone oh yeah because i'm in these random places trying to communicate with people it was really good experience for me because i'm kind of a shy person growing up yeah i've only come out of my shell like as i've grown for sure
0: oh yeah that's interesting. Yeah, you went from... You said you never had flown on a plane or anything. Yeah. Your first job out of college is in the, some foreign country. This like... You you just really went for it there. <laughs> I went
1: for it. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know, I just was young and fearless, and it paid off.
0: That's really cool. So I guess once you left there, did you... You came back to the States and kind of got into the photo editing, or what was kind of your next step? Yeah, after? so the
1: next step was we moved to New York. Hmm. So when I got to New York, I had to really struggle to find a job yeah you know it was uh just after 9-11 oh man so there weren't wasn't that much going on Mm. you know so i actually had to live at home for like three months before i could move into new york literally came back two days before so um during that time i just kind of figured out like what's my next steps Mm -hmm. so the person who was actually my boss in warsaw owned a building in new york so he was like, all right, I have an apartment you can rent for like cheap. You can live there. Oh, nice. So I got to live on a Lower East Side apartment right away. It was awesome. I didn't know it was in a great neighborhood at the time. <laughs> um, and then I just, I shot a lot of uh, model comp cards. Remember oh. model comp cards?
0: Oh, it's like when this model's this need like... They uh, had like their card. It's like all their, all their, their ad- advertising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So
1: I just set up my own business doing that. So I'd shoot people's cards I designed their cards and print their cards for them. So I started doing that. I also cocktail waitress at a bar Uh, in the neighborhood.
0: Hustling. I like it. Oh, I was
1: hustling (laughs) hard. And then ended up at um, just a few little places along the way, just doing creative jobs until I got a really good job at FHM magazine. And that sort of was like where I started to really take off in my career there.
0: Yeah, and FHM magazine I guess would you kind of compare it similar to Maxim in a sense? Mm -hmm. It was like mostly like uh, like fashion kind of.
1: Yeah, it's like men's magazine, men's men's topics. Yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. So when you were like working, kind of hustling, doing the comp cards and stuff, in the back of your mind, you were still like photo editing was like what you're kind of going after
1: yeah absolutely it was just about finding the right place and the right moment
0: yeah yeah that's exciting and once you got the fhm um how was that experience was it a lot different from working at the magazine in poland and
1: you know what i've been really really lucky that i get to work with great people mm-hmm. and i meet these amazing little groups of people who i'm similar minded with and okay. that's what fhm was that was the best group of people i could imagine working with like my creative director was amazing and motivating and they were all really talented people that gave me a lot of great opportunities
0: mm-hmm. what well, kind of some of the stuff you remember uh, working on there when you first got in there like there's any assignments like when you first started that kind of stick out in your mind mm-hmm. as like memorable or anything like that
1: you know i got to work on a lot of great feature photo shoots mm-hmm. and i worked on the covers but some of the features and the portraits were really great. Um, I think what exactly do we work on? That I like
0: that's I all you on your website. You you got to work with some really awesome photographers. Uh, yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. Like I worked with Frank Gockenfels was huge, and yeah. I was really young.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Like I was nicest guy. <laughs> I was way
1: too green to be working with Frank, yeah. but he was so amazingly patient and cool with me. Yeah. Yeah, I want to work with him again. I haven't since then because I'd really like to come full circle with him. Yeah. Because he's exactly the kind of photographer I would imagine every photographer would want to be if you're artistic. He
0: would be perfect for wrestling because he's like the most creative guy. Like, he'll just come in with like 60 cameras or something and just go wild with it. I didn't even think of that. But, yeah, Frank is the man. Yeah, yeah, because like... When you're kind of first starting out and you're like kind of a green photo editor, did it kind of take you a while to kind of get comfortable in that role and like realize like what you need to do or were you kind of?
1: Well, I'm I'm comfortable with what I need to do. Like I know how to do everything on set. You know, I understand everybody's jobs. I understand what we need to do. I get the goal and I know how to get there quickly. Right. Right the hardest part I found in the beginning was dealing with the agents and the PR people like that aspect of it and that's what Frank took me aside and talked to me about yeah because it was just when I became photo director because I was photo editor before on the shoot the pr person was being a little difficult they're gonna try to
0: push you around like
1: yeah you know they just they want what they want they have their agenda which doesn't mm -hmm. always align with what we're trying to do and people can't always understand like i can do what you want it's going to really stand out and look weird yeah you know and a lot of people can't see that but he took me aside he's like, you have to learn to speak to these pr people and get them to listen to you and get them on your side and really navigate that you're you're great at all this, that's the one thing yep. that you need to work on. Yep. And I did from then on out and that was really helpful advice because you can't see it when you're in it and you're young and these are celebrities and it's intimidating and
0: it's all new to you and like yeah yeah yeah, i think i mean probably with any career really like after a while you build that confidence on whatever you're doing and especially with your job i would imagine you're dealing with so many people and you need to be able to communicate smoothly and get what you need to get done and it's like you feel like it's kind of a balancing act with like dealing with all that type of stuff yeah yeah, yeah it's tough it's a real skill i think more than anything from talking to Uh, like interviewing all these photographers and i've said it before is the ones that like excel in my mind are the people that really can communicate well obviously they're creative but at the end of the day it's the ones that can like they're like creating this environment on a shoot and that's the ones like when i was assisting the ones that were like great at that they were like more successful and it's like it's a really amazing skill i guess um but i guess how long did you end up staying at fhm for
1: I was there, I think, three years, mm-hmm. and then it folded.
0: Okay, and yeah. that's
1: how I ended up at WWE.
0: Okay, was wrestling anything uh, you were like a fan of before WWE, or is all this brand new for you? All
1: brand new. Oh, wow. I literally <laughs> never watched it a day of my life before I worked there, <laughs> and we had a big brainstorm meeting like a year ago at work, and it was with the. Group of people that were from all around the company, right? So everybody had to go around introduce themselves, say what they do, how long they've worked here, and, you know, how long they've been watching wrestling. And the 15 people in the room, I was the only one who grew up not watching it. Wow. And on the way back to the office, I was asking people, I'm like, how did I not watch this? Yeah. You know, no one in my family watched it, and that's how usually you watch it. But I realized then, I only had, like, four channels growing up. Okay. I didn't have cable. Yeah, yeah. That's how I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. It was just amazing to me. It's like, I can't believe I grew up. I live in New York City. I have this great job. I grew up with no cable. Like, it's just amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Is that, like, is that, like, a requirement when you guys are hiring people now? Like, do they need to, like, know the history of wrestling? No, it's not, not, it's not like,
1: important. No. Okay. No, it's not important to me because you can learn it, and you can learn to appreciate it. Mm. And I didn't know anything, so I don't expect anybody to know. Yeah. You just have to be willing to learn. Yeah. You know, it's a big long deep history in that oh, company yeah. there's so many aspects of it to know
0: and the fans the people that follow it are like crazy about it yeah like they have a strong i mean i think i read it's the largest traveling show like they do how many events do they do a year you think it's like five, days a, fi- <laughs> like five I, days a week that is insane like
1: five days a week
0: that is so you
1: only see usually like one or two televised shows you know monday Night Raw right. and smackdown yep. and then a pay-per-view mm-hmm. but there are shows that are non-televised that they do all the other days
0: that's interesting so I guess once you got to WWE um, what was your kind of role when you first started there
1: so I came in as photo director and they had just revamped the magazine so the old magazine that you grew up was mm-hmm. gone and they changed it okay and a lot of those people came from events magazine background so I felt like I'm gonna walk into a similar environment so um, I started there really trying to push their creative and push their photography to another level because Mm. people's expectation of wrestling i don't think at the time was very high you know like they didn't expect to see great portraiture they didn't expect to see people wearing clothes and being styled properly you know you weren't used to that you're used to seeing people in their gear and seeing action Mm. so i approached it more from a traditional like editorial background and there was a lot of creative freedom there to do a lot of great stuff and you know, there was an opportunity to make a change and elevate a brand. Yeah. And I really loved that challenge.
0: Yeah. Was that something, like, when you came into it, because um, you, i looking at your blog and everything you guys have done over the years, it's like, yeah, you'll do, like, these, like, uh, you'll do, like, Halloween-themed shoots, you'll do, like, all these, like, uh, fashion stuff, and then you'll do, like, I saw you guys did, like, tintypes of some portraits that were amazing. Mm-hmm. Was it, like, a hard sell to, like, the the higher ups I guess to do these big productions or they were this game to just kind of go wild with it
1: it's a unique opportunity that I have I have a lot of creative freedom okay so I just I either work with in the past I worked with a creative director one of the editorial directors and we brainstorm and come up with ideas Mm -hmm it's very flexible that we can try stuff yeah so i've been able to do a lot there because of that
0: that's amazing yeah yeah because like i was saying it's just like you guys shoot so many different things like how often are you guys shooting and like what is a lot of the projects you're working on for are the photos that's being used for like ads or web or what's kind of the stuff you guys are generally working on
1: so i tend to do a photo shoot maybe like every month and a half mm. um just because i've really need to respect the schedule of the talent so there's you know i'll find good opportunities at times when i can do projects with them like the wet plate photo shoot you saw we did that over the course of you know three months we went backstage to non-televised shows and did those photo shoots um so i have a lot of uh opportunities to do stuff On my own schedule and what works for everyone, Mm -hmm. there are only certain things you have to do throughout the year that really are timed to something specific. So, like the Halloween shoot, you know, you think Halloween shoot, you think Halloween costumes. Yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) No. No. (laughs) we just take the opportunity. to ride the wave of Halloween and do something different and creative. Yeah. So um, like this year was one of the busiest years I've had and it's not all photo shoots. So okay. I oversee a lot of the other creative projects we do and it's mostly for the website and for social media.
0: Okay. So like what kind of projects would those be like, uh, they're not photo based or yeah, a lot
1: of times they're not photo based. A lot of times we'll come up with, um, you know, we have to be creative with some of the content we already have. So hmm. there's, a really big archive in the company of everything they've ever shot. Okay. So there's opportunities there to create new content from existing content, whether people have seen it or not. Mm. So, things like, you know, we do, we'll do an unseen photo gallery. Okay. So, unseen of the Undertaker, yeah. pictures you've never seen of him. Yeah. So, we can dig through those archives and come up with a gallery to put together. Maybe it has an Instagram story component, okay. an Instagram post, you know, <laughs> maybe there's like a Facebook aspect of it. There's a, a lot to be done. That's not photo shoots, but it's just visually creative projects.
0: Yeah, because I saw you guys are always, it seems like you're trying to utilize whatever new technologies there are, whatever it be, like Instagram and going with the stories. And even now, I just saw this week Instagram just released some new thing where it's like hour-long video. Are you guys going to start playing around with that? Yeah, of course. Of course.
1: And that's what's great about it. And that's what really makes me appreciate my job is every new thing that comes out, we get to experiment with it. We get to ride that wave. We get to play at work yeah. and be able to participate. Yeah. There's not, you know, we we get to take risks and try different things. Obviously, we're all protective of the brand and, you know, mm. we'll do stuff that's on brand, but we still get a lot of freedom.
0: Yeah, and like one thing I was going to ask is like looking at all the work you guys do, do you feel like there's like an overall theme or like style to the type of work you guys are trying to have or is it kind of a mixed match of this trying different things? Because like, you know, like looking at some magazines, you can kind of tell it seems like they have like a distinct brand or style they're going after. Do you feel like you guys have something like that or it's more of this kind of trying different things or how do you guys approach like the visual aspect of it?
1: I feel like we don't have necessarily one overarching look mm-hmm. because we don't need to. Yeah. So it's a lot more flexible in that I can tailor a photo shoot to a specific person and yep. do a specific style and being able to take those risks and do something different knowing sometimes i'm going to do a real high-end looking fashion shoot yep. our fans may or may not like it Yep. um but it should be out there, and it should exist, mm-hmm. and the talent should be seen in that way. Yes. It's good for the whole company. Yeah. You know, I'm working on the digital team, yep. so I'm working on like the editorial for the company. I'm not working on the overarching. Okay. You know, I'm not the creative services department, which is yep. a whole department that does the pay-per-view posters and they okay. cover the ringside photography. They do all of that. I'm working on the editorial aspect of it.
0: And then do you guys have like uh, in-house photographers or is everything this kind of sourced out to freelance guys? Or how do you guys operate with the photographers you work with?
1: So there's um, a creative services photo department, mm-hmm. and that team has its own photo editors, and they have two staff photographers, okay. and then they have several freelancers they work with. Okay. So they go to every show that's televised, and they shoot ringside, and okay. they set up a small studio backstage and shoot portraits. Oh,
0: at every event?
1: At every live event.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah. And you oversee that, or is that someone no, else? Oh, that's... No,
1: that's overseen by Brad Smith. Okay. So his Find team yeah old
0: SI guy yeah yeah
1: exactly <laughs> yeah. so he oversees that team okay and I'm on the digital media team so I'm working on all the digital components mm. website social media well wow, that's video a,
0: quite the operation it, is. <laughs> it is and I know you guys had a magazine for a while and I believe it you guys the magazine stopped printing I believe in 2014 is that correct
1: yeah so I worked on the magazine until about like the last year and then I mostly started working on the website I was doing both at the same time for a while mm-hmm. And then before the magazine folded, I had already moved on to the website.
0: Was that like a hard transition? Did like your job role kind of change a lot at that point or is it kind of similar? You're still creating the same work, but it's just being utilized differently. Kind yeah, of?
1: you're creating the same work, but you have to think about how people are viewing it way differently mm. because you have no control over how people are necessarily viewing it, yep. how it looks on their devices or on their desktops. There's a lot more consumption of content, so you need to create more of it. Yep. So I went from photo shoots that were one to five pictures most yeah. um, to having to come back with like 30 solid shots for a gallery.
0: Libraries, libraries, libraries. Yes. That's the name of the photo game these yes. days. That's how everything is now. But it
1: really <laughs> forced me to let go. Yeah. And that's what I like about the most is it, you know, perfecting one picture is one mentality. But having to capture a story and Mm. capture a lot of imagery and have it be interesting enough is a good challenge
0: oh yeah definitely it's especially with like uh do you feel like when you're shooting certain stuff you know in the back of your mind like oh this is probably going to be used for like our instagram story so you kind of have a certain plan for that like what you're trying to capture versus like if it was for like some facebook post or something like that it depends yeah you
1: know sometimes i could i what i have to do now is i have to plan the entire shoot knowing that there are three different aspect ratios this will appear in. Mm. So that changes the way my photographers need to shoot. Yep. And I am not necessarily planning specifically which one picture is going to be on the Instagram posts. I'm a lot more loose about it now. And whatever comes back is the best picture. That's the picture we'll use for it. There's um, only certain times when I'm planning specific uses for like Instagram posts. Mm. Um, if we're doing like a campaign. Yep. It has to roll out in a certain way, so it needs to have a certain look, and I have to plan for it. Okay. But yeah, it's interesting shooting when you know, like this is going to be sixteen nine in a gallery or square, square for Instagram, and you know it's going to have to be vertical for an Instagram story.
0: that's it's that, amazing that's where all that pre-planning comes in the production aspect of it so you by the time you show up to it you got your game plan and you yeah just line it up and knock it down
1: and thank god people can shoot tethered because i can <laughs> see like you need to step back a little bit because i'll never be able to use this picture yeah like i see what you're aiming for shoot it a little wider and i will crop it how you envision it yeah which i gets really hard i'm a person who shoots full frame yeah i do not crop my pictures later yeah i get it
0: it's tough <laughs> <laughs> uh and then i also noticed yeah the ww you guys have a huge youtube following do you work on those projects too or is that's uh, another side of it or
1: yeah i'll work on some of those projects mm-hmm. um a lot of times our teams will work on you know the visual creative that goes behind them mm-hmm. and we'll supply photos for that or we'll have some impact on what the thumbs look like because the thumbs are what really sells that video yeah so yeah we work on a lot of that
0: that's exciting it seems like yeah, it's just like you guys are working on so many d- different things. It must be pretty exciting. It's, uh, it's always a new challenge, I guess. Um, and, you know, one thing I was going to ask you about, I saw a recent shoot you guys just had for, it was a World Cup theme. Uh, it, was, it was like a stylized shoot. Um, how, how did that kind of project come about? And, like, what were those photos being kind of utilized for?
1: So we have a really big global audience. Mm-hmm. And we have websites all over the world and we have talent from all over the world and we happen to have a bunch of talent from a lot of the countries that made it into the World Cup. Yep. And so we want to create content that works for all those international websites. Yeah. So actually I ended up doing two galleries in total. Um, the one you saw which was several of the women yep in, you know, customized soccer outfits. Yep. So we, what we wanted to do was make something that was a little bit more fashion than looks sporty yeah so my stylist works Sophia carvel i work with her a lot and so she just customized and cut jerseys for the girls to make it something specific and um the concept was to create something fun and vibrant okay and what we ended up doing was we shot that gallery and it went all to our international sites we used it on our site as well and then i had the photographers on the road who are there every week yep. also do a shoot for me okay as a secondary shoot wow. because i don't have necessarily talent from every country but there's certain countries where certain superstars are really popular mm. so we got the scarves and we had several talent shoot with those scarves yeah for another gallery that they can use globally that would represent every country that we are in okay so there was a lot of moving parts to covering World Cup because that's our opportunity to have a voice in those other countries. Okay, because we they use all of our content, they're not creating as much of their own original content.
0: Okay. yeah, that's interesting. And with like a project like that, how does that like um, usually work? Is it like the creative department, they kind of come with an idea like, hey, we need to create this content for Surrounded Around the, the Cup and then you guys kind of put your input into it or how does that kind of come together usually?
1: So I work directly with our editorial director mm. and him and I plan out content for two to three months at a time. Okay. So him and I brainstorm what's coming up and what we want to cover. So that's where the actual ideas come from of what we're going to do on these photo shoots and what we're going to do with like other creative content.
0: That's exciting. So yeah. you kind of get to put your creative touch onto it too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's good because he really trusts me to just take the idea and create something around it. And, you know, he's involved, but I still, I get to oversee all, all of it.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. And, um, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, um, cause I know you, you hire like freelance guys sometimes I would imagine and uh, what is it you're generally looking for if you're going to try with someone new? Um, what are you looking for in their work if you're going to work with someone new?
1: So I work with freelancers all the time, mm-hmm. and I have a couple people I work with the most. And what I look for in new people is people who have that same kind of hustle and passion. Yeah. Because this none of this can get done if you need to spend an hour taking someone's picture. Yeah. So appreciating wrestling and understanding it is really good for me i like when people reach out and they're like hey i want to shoot for you because of this Mm -hmm. not just blind promos that are like hey this is what i shot recently it's like tell me why you want to work with me because i'm like i like to collaborate like i like to be creative with someone yeah so meeting photographers it's all about like do I, do I want to spend the whole day hustling with you because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work mm. and um, you know I'm looking for people who are creative and are good on their toes who could work quickly and they have a good team yep having a good team is really important yep. I would say like your team reflects on you oh, so yeah. much yep and the most of the people i work with now have solid teams and it just allows everything to work better when everyone could just kind of do their thing and not need so much hand holding yeah definitely yeah
0: because like looking at um and i'll go back to it again i mentioned it the tin type stuff i read you shot that like during an event going on and it was like one or two frames for each portrait and those are like wet wet plate collodion which is like such a crazy process so like you got to have someone who knows their stuff that must have been like a pretty wild shoot to work on
1: yeah because especially with digital photography they're used to coming in Mm. and in five minutes they can be out all their pictures are taken Mm. that is a process and they have a match to go out to so you know they come in they take their picture but they got to wait for it to be processed yeah before they can leave. Yeah. So I only had one or two pictures I could take with people because of the time I had.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They came out amazing. I saw Thanks. the Roman Reigns. That was a great one. I love that yeah. one. Yeah.
1: And they loved it. And I sent, I made a print of each one of them for everybody oh, and really? sent a framed print to everyone because that to me was a really special project. Yeah. That was full circle in my life. And I had done a shoot with James Weber at his studio. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, he's like, I'm going to show you something. And he shows me these wet prints. And I was like, what is this? Why are you showing me this? You want to do this? And he was like, yeah, I think we could do this. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll try it. And he's like, you know, explained everything to me, like how long it would take, because that's something I have to think about. And, uh, so we just planned on doing it and just hit the ground running doing it. And it was amazing. You know, this is something like smelling those chemicals oh, on yeah. set was awesome. Like my clothes were covered in chemicals in college you know and uh being able to shoot like that was an amazing experience to have with the talent too
0: yeah definitely because it's something new and exciting for them because i'm sure these guys are these big guys they're getting photographed all the time not even just for you probably for other stuff too so it's like any time kind of pique their interest it kind of probably keeps their attention yeah um yeah but that was one thing i was gonna like working with these wrestlers they're big for performers are are they this used to being photographed and work with you guys at this point it's this kind of a part of their job or is it kind of difficult sometimes or how do you approach all because there's like probably what like hundreds of wrestlers that wrestle under the wwe
1: yeah so my photo shoots aren't happening every week mm-hmm. you know so when i come to the arena and I have a shoot going on it's always something special and I always try to make it something special and worth everyone's time Mm. and the good thing about working there and working with the same people all the time is I get to develop relationships with them yeah so they know what I need I know what they like and I keep that in mind yeah and so they're happy to show up and do these photo shoots Mm. And everyone's good at being respectful of everyone else's time. If mm-hmm. someone has a match and someone needs to go ahead of them, we hustle. Yeah, you know, and working with them is really great. They. They're really easy to work with. They get it. Yep. You know, and they know themselves, and they're willing to try new things. And yep. I think they enjoy it.
0: Yeah. That yeah, it must be interesting, because you guys are all on the same team, because you're all working for WWE, so they, I would imagine they know you want to put them in the best light, whereas if it's just, like, another magazine, they might have their own agenda, but since you guys are on the own team, same team, it must be kind of a, yeah, it's an interesting environment, a little different. Um, yeah, that's
1: not something I... I really like I didn't realize until maybe like halfway through the time I'm working there like this is pretty unique and this is I get to build my own reputation and build my own brand of what I can deliver Mm. for everyone here and be able to develop those relationships, and it's helped us get a lot of great work done.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. And like looking back at all the stuff you've done at WWE, are there like any projects in particular that are like memorable to you, or even maybe just like an experience, like a shoot that was particularly uh, unique or something? It could even been difficult, but you look back on it now, are just kind of proud on it, proud about it, or anything?
1: Yeah, the one photo shoot I really enjoyed, and I love the picture that came out of it was. The only shoot I've ever done with Vince McMahon. Oh, wow. And He doesn't
0: like getting photographed, probably.
1: He just doesn't need to. You know, he doesn't need to be part of anything creative editorially, right? So we did a contest in the magazine where you could win, like, a golden ticket to WrestleMania. Okay. So we were shooting him for the cover. And that was intimidating. Oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) like, in the beginning, honestly, everyone intimidated the hell out of me. Because they are somebody who knows a lot about their character. They know a lot about wrestling and I was someone new. So for me, it was very intimidating. I never wanted to say something wrong. Yeah. Not that anybody would be mean to me, but that's a respectful business. Like a lot of people put their passion into it and I never wanted to be insulting, you know? So shooting Vince was a very intimidating situation and everyone was intimidated on set. And, um, But he was great. He was joking the whole time. He was so much fun, but he's a presence. And I really wanted to take a picture of him where he was given the devil horns. Okay. Because it's just like a cheeky way of being like, I'm the boss. My character's a jerk. And I just don't even care. And I'm like, it's going to be this strong visual picture. I really want to take it. So I had to convince him. Okay. I'm like, hey, I really want to take this picture of you. It's going to be a really iconic photo of you. I was like, just trust me. I'm like, I just want you to make devil horns and I want you to be like self-aware that you're doing something like this. Like you should just really like ham it up and have fun and just be your character. And he's like, okay, okay. So if you look at the frames and you can't see me over the podcast, but his fingers are like by the side of his face. And I'm like, no, up higher. And he's like slowly putting his finger up higher until he nailed it. And I was like. It was amazing, like trying to get him to do it and get him on board and then show him. Yeah. And then in the end, we did a giant framed picture of it for Stephanie McMahon because okay. she loved it. So for me, like that was a poster in the magazine. For me, that was one of my favorite photos I've ever worked on yep. just because I had a vision for it. I got someone on board with it who I wasn't sure if they were totally on board with it. The photographer nailed it, and it was just... It was just one of those like special things that I really loved doing and that's we also did like a backstage issue at the magazine. Okay. That's one of the things that really was something that the company didn't really do at the time was shoot what's going on backstage. Okay. So that was a whole issue we did and now I do that all the time. Yeah. You know, that's one of my favorite things to do and that was kind of a breakthrough there that we got to do that because that was breaking down some walls.
0: Yeah, fans love that stuff. Any any glimpse they can get into something new, they eat it up.
1: Absolutely. Um, and just seeing, like, what kind of T-shirt does someone wear in real <laughs> life and what's going on in the background yeah. is it's awesome. And it's, it's good to capture all the other stuff that's happening.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, the story about Vince McMahon, though, because I think... Um, I know for myself when I first started getting into this business it's like yeah you're can be intimidated by some subjects but it is really important to like push yourself out of that like comfort zone to get what you want because like you said you push yourself you're intimidated but then you got through it and then you're like the fact that you got it done is just such an amazing experience so it's just like uh yeah that's awesome and uh you know uh one thing I was gonna ask is uh I saw you're a jury member for the ADC uh, one, it's a one club for creativity. Yeah. Um, how did you kind of get involved with that? And what is, it? it's like a, it's a photo competition, correct?
1: So, um Brad Smith actually recommended me to be on the jury for the one club for creativity Mm -hmm. and every year they have the art directors club awards so that's for photography advertising video innovation so it's a broad scope scope of creativity so he recommended me for that and then I got to do it and I loved it. I loved seeing the other side you know I've submitted work to a jury but to be a juror it was great I got to see a lot of cool projects that were really inspiring yeah yeah
0: that's awesome do you feel like it's important to be an active member of like the photo community and like do things like that and like Uh, pay attention to like what other magazines are doing and stuff just to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on in photography. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I feel like that was a a good experience and really made me want to do more. Mm. So I didn't participate so much in the network of photo editors and directors and photographers. I didn't participate in that as much because a lot of what I do is not just that. I work on a lot of art projects and shows and yeah. videos and stuff outside of work. Yeah. So for me, I see myself more as just an overarching creative person. Yeah. So I didn't really get into that photo world like that. Yeah. And that's a mistake. Mm. I think you need to participate in that world and I didn't for a while. Yeah. And doing that really made me want to again. Like maybe want to be more actively involved. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great experience and it's just Good to see other people that could be your peers who are doing great work. To kind of motivates you
0: yeah definitely it's always just good to talk to other people who are kind of in the same industry and know what they're doing that's kind of why i started this because i wasn't really talking to nobody for years so I, was like, <laughs> I gotta see what the hell other people they have the same struggles or whatever but yeah. um but like you were mentioning you do a bunch of cool projects outside of wwe which i don't know how you have time but it's uh you had a cool pop-up shop recently for i think it was uh, adam lucas um yep. what was that project all about
1: so i've worked with Adam, who's also Hanksy, for a while now, just happened to help with some projects and got to help with more and more projects along the way. Mm. And he needed some PR photos for a clothing line he was doing for this pop up shot. Okay. So he was working with Namwa Tea Parlor and made a clothing line with them. And so he just needed some PR shots. Okay. And I've been trying to do more personal work outside of work.
0: Just shooting photos for yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah, shooting photos for myself, but also just more creative collaboration in general. So I didn't shoot that. Kareem Black shot that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I just produ- I just helped produce it mm-hmm. um, and then went and directed it on the day. Oh, that's exciting. So for me, it felt exactly like these behind-the-scenes photo shoots yep. that Kareem and I do together. And what Adam wanted was it to be just very loose candids Mm. so we just treated it like a backstage shoot and popped around that restaurant for two hours yeah and the access to be able to stand in the middle of namwa and just take whatever photos you want when people are eating dinner was awesome
0: that's really cool yeah the photos came out really unique and uh, you think you'd like to do some more stuff like that in the future?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: That's cool. Like any other kind of creative projects you kind of got on the horizon or in the back of your mind that you kind of want to do? Or?
1: Yeah, there's right now I'm actually just starting another one. I'm starting to shoot again. Okay. So a friend of mine has um, this site called the shop Emotion where she does um like how to shop the look right so but it's all based on like what why do you dress the way you dress what was your mood when you were wearing this yeah so I've been shooting street photography recently for them of what people are wearing so I have my camera here now in case I see somebody good okay so I'll do a short interview with them and take their picture so I'm trying to shoot a little bit more
0: that's cool
1: yeah and I definitely want to probably work on some more art projects, you know, I really like helping the artists in my neighborhood um, produce their shows and you know work on them on the day. I do a lot of that, which is really fun, yeah yeah
0: that's really exciting I, I it got me pumped over here you <laughs> know i gotta like i gotta get some more projects going <laughs> yeah i want to do as much
1: as i possibly can because i feel like right now is a good time to do that and i'm feeling it right now so yeah. i'm so it. tired but, <laughs> but it's worth it uh, because i feel like i've done a lot of fulfilling work this year especially
0: no nah, that's awesome and um i guess just to kind of wrap up like Looking back at everything you've done in photography so far, um, what do you think the kind of keys to like, your success have been with everything you've done and what kind of keeps you going and keeps you inspired, you think?
1: What keeps me really inspired is just being able to enjoy what I do mm-hmm. and, like I said before, like letting go. And just having good creative collaboration with people. So I'm on set with the best people. I know them very well. They know how to hustle. They know how to to see their vision through. They bring a lot to the table. And having good teams like that, I feel like is really important. Mm -hmm. And just being able to be creative and be able to push the boundaries of what exactly you think you can do, is really what motivates me i'm pushing myself all the time to be better and to do something different and i like to be creatively challenged i like to creative problem solve and i'm very competitive so even if i look back at like how am i going to top the halloween shoot i did last year i need to be better than i was last year yeah you know it gets you've done it a while it gets you know it it gets hard to challenge yourself but i always find ways to do it
0: that's good i appreciate that and uh yeah i just want to thank you christine so much for taking the time to do this it was a real pleasure getting to talk to you and uh for people listening where's the best place to check out your work because i know you have an awesome blog Mm -hmm. definitely go check it out but where can they go
1: yeah, so RileyPictures.com backslash blog is where I'll write a little bit about the photo shoots and behind the scenes stuff about the shoots I do. And yeah. then on Instagram, it's C Riley Pictures.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks so much. I'll link it and I can't thank you enough. Thank you. So there you have it. That was the Christine Riley interview. I want to thank Christine so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting to speak with her about all that she does with the WWE and all her experience and everything that she's done within her career in photography. Um, Really appreciated talking to her. Um, Definitely go check out Christine's website, uh, RileyPictures.com. She has a really cool blog that she updates uh, pretty frequently with different projects that she's producing and lots of interesting stuff and then also go check out she has another uh instagram called nicer shit um she kind of posts some of her own photography on there i'll link it in the description and everything but uh yeah definitely go check that out and also going forward just want to let you know i'll be having a weekly podcasts every monday on itunes soundcloud as well as on my website alexganyephoto.com and on my instagram at alexganyephoto thanks so much for listening and take care